This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 14th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to go over a 10-game slate on a Wednesday. Interesting slate. A lot of injuries, not a lot of back-to-back teams, only six by my count, so uh, we don't have to get the Anthony Davis scare factor quite so much in this one. Uh, if you guys remember Saturday, that burned me really bad. And with me for his first DFS podcast in a while, Ryan's usually on for the season-long podcast, but really excited to have Ryan on for the DFS pod. What's up, man? How's it going, Mike? Great. Ready? To, uh, been, a, been a few days since we did DFS. feel like we need another DFS pod between Saturday and Wednesday. Um... But yeah. this was great. Uh, a good weekend. A lot of a lot of guys going off. A lot of chalky kind of a lines. Um, some rest. Um, we got some rest. A big rest slate tonight with uh, three three players on the same team. All all getting the DMP rest. So uh, let's get into this thing here. I guess we got so much to talk about. Just going as you guys know, go down the line. So we got Toronto at Philly minus eight and a half, two away over under. Bayman Nugera is going to be questionable with a knee. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez should be back. The process expected to play 28 minutes. No Jared Bayless. No Nerlens Noel, which hit this morning. Uh, a couple notes. Start of Sarge said he's having, having a tougher time on D playing small forward. So that kind of leads you to the, suggest that, one, they're going to maybe go bigger with Joel and Okafor together. So I think that's something to consider. And... Yeah, but this game's not too appealing. I mean, there's really, again, no breast factor, so we should see Demari out there. Uh, obviously, it's a great f- matchup for guys like DeRozan and Lowry, but there is the, the blowout factor. The, the, the Raptors' offense is ridiculous. It's literally the best offense ever um, based on offensive rating. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on this? Anyone you want to target? or I mean, Joel Embiid's price has gone up significantly to 7000 yeah. So we used to plug him in all the time at like 6'2 or whatever, but now you got to think about it a little bit. Embiid's still in consideration. I think we'll get to it, but I don't find all that much value on the back end of centers tonight. So I think I think you're going to probably want to pay up there. Um, whether you want to go to Embiid is, is questionable. I'd like to fit Cousins into my lineup if possible. Um it helps that Noel's been ruled out already. Uh, that simplifies the rotation a little bit. But, yeah, you said it. I mean, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan both look great on paper, but the blowout's a bit of a threat. Um, I just think there's enough value in the backcourt tonight that you're you're probably going to fade those guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Lowry's playing out of his mind. In the past six games, he's averaging almost 24 points, uh, four-and-a-half threes, four-and-a-half boards, seven-and-a-half assists almost, uh, over a steal per game, shooting almost 60%. So he's ridiculous, and the Sixers are terrible against point guards. Um, so I, I'll definitely give him strong consideration. And the only reason I wouldn't call him a must-start is because of the, the potential. I don't even know if you could call it potential uh, for a blowout. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, one, a couple things, too, that... You kind of touched on uh, Lowry's true shooting is like 80 percent in that span. It's <laughs> just ridiculous with the threes and the efficient shooting. And then one other thing that I thought was pretty cool that I wrote up about yesterday was how good Lowry is with the with the backups. Uh, Lowry, Corey Joseph, Terrence Ross, Patrick Patterson, and Bebe are one thirty one offensive rating in this in this season. It's first in the NBA among teams with forty eight minutes or groups with forty eight minutes. Like they're ridiculous. Yeah. Um so yeah, like you said, I, I like Lowry, but I feel like I need to spend down at point guard. So I, I think that maybe going it just depends on where you want to go. But he's certainly on the board. Uh but he is expensive. He's eighty seven hundred, so um I'm not on DeRozan at all. Uh I'm not real oh, another guy I do like a lot, especially with Bebe banged up, is Valchunas. Uh, he's 5,300. It's a really good matchup. Uh, I hope they stagger him away from Embiid. That would that would be really nice. Obviously, they're going to start him. But pull him out a little earlier or even leave him in. Actually, leave him in a little bit longer because Embiid comes out earlier. So I think if the more minutes he gets against Okafor could really yield some dividends. So I think Valachunas is one of my favorite semi-cheap 
Uh, at fifty three hundred, I, th- I think he's definitely on the board. Yeah, and aided by the fact that probably no one's going to be playing him tonight, given you know his struggles over the past few weeks. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's like a mid tier pseudo punt. Yeah, I think if if you're going to go under seven thousand, I think he's your guy. Um, or I mean, uh, there's obviously some cheaper guys too that we'll get we'll get to. But he's a, a sneaky play for me. Uh, anything else you want to add here with Sergio being back and T.J. McConnell playing kind of better had the big game over the weekend? Where do you where do you see him? Is he someone you're looking at? He's five thousand, Sergio. No, I just as you said, there's too much value at point guard, and uh, with McConnell stepping up, and I just don't like the matchup versus Lowry. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going against Sergio tonight, for sure. So we got Charlotte at Washington. This game's even spread at the time I looked it up two twelve point five over under. These teams are pretty healthy. Uh, one thing we've seen happen more is more Kelly Oubre in the lineup. We saw him check in earlier. For Markeith Morris, they're kind of staggering him away because he's really hurting the offense with how stagnant he is, and on defense, too. Um, but Obrey's played, he played basically two 12-minute stints. Uh, he had terrible per-minute numbers with, uh, he had, in those 24 minutes, 6.5 assists uh, and a turnover and a steal. So that he didn't quite hit value like I thought he would, but he had a big game on Saturday, 19-9, and nine, three steals. I like him, man. I think he's one of my favorite cheap small forwards when there's not a lot of value out there. So if you do spend down, I think he's one of my favorites. Uh, John Wall is expensive, and Bradley Beal's price hasn't really gone up. But Charlotte's defense is really good, too. So not too eager to stack this game. And also, uh, Kemba's price, I think, has come down a little bit to 7-4. Uh, so that's pretty yeah. good, pretty good value in a game that should be really close tonight. Yeah, I like you. And you mentioned Ubre. I was going to touch on him as well. Um, two very strong games, and then he cooled off in his last one against the Heat, um, who are a tough matchup for basically any position. So, uh, you know, that's not putting me off him too much. I think as long as he gets 24 to 26 minutes, uh, he's going to pay off. He's, I think, tonight 3900 So, yeah, if you're looking for value at small, small forward, uh, keep them on the radar. They got a nice, healthy over under uh, two fourteen, so it should be a you know fast paced game. Uh, not a scary matchup at all. So there's a lot to like from him there. For sure, yeah. Him and another guy who's thirty nine hundred that we'll touch on that I like a little bit. Uh, what about Wall? He's really expensive, but he's been pretty solid. Had a really strong second half, but ninety seven hundred. What is he the third most expensive or fourth most expensive player on the slate? Want to say? Yep, that's right. Over the the big three, Westbrook, Harden, and Cousins. So are you yeah. willing to spend up for him there? I mean, Kemba gets exposed sometimes. So I mean, he's definitely definitely someone to consider. Yeah, he's on the radar, but I I, I just think there are better studs tonight. Um, I, you know, I'd rather go Harden. I'd rather fit Cousins into my lineup. There's a bunch of ways I'd rather go than than gamble on Wall. Um, the Hornets are middle of the pack against point guards. Um, they're tough, tougher to score against than most. Uh, they don't give up much, many rebounds to point guards. Um, so they they do give up the second most assists, however, and that obviously plays to Wall's strengths. So he's got some things going for him, but not a you know nothing that jumps out at me and makes me need to have him in my lineup. Uh, and then also Martin Gortat's on the board for me at six thousand, but I'd probably rather roll it up with JV and save the seven hundred. Yeah, I'm with you in the matchup versus Philly. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to uh, the Clippers at Magic minus nine and a half. The Magic are on back to back on the back end. They played last night two oh six over under. Uh, Vooch looks like he's questionable. Austin Rivers um, just hit. He's gonna sounds like he's gonna play. Uh, Luke Bamute uh, is gonna be doubtful. It looks like he'll sit. So that's kind of a wash. Uh, Rivers plays. They play a lot of three guard lineups. So they may start West Johnson, or they may start they may start Rivers, and they may start Felton and go small in the backcourt, which they can get kind of get away with. Oh, actually, they probably can't. They probably should start. Who who do you think they would start? Wes? and or I don't. They could start Paul Pierce too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they'll go with Pierce to start yeah. the game, but um, Wes makes sense. I mean, if I were Doc, I'd start Wes tonight. Yeah, but uh, who knows? I mean, we, we've seen him fall completely out of the rotation, so it's it's anyone's guess. But whoever slots in. I am not going to like for fantasy yeah. purposes. Al Anderson. Al Anderson is an option. Say again? Al oh, Anderson? Anderson? Yeah, yeah he, could, he's, he could start. But again, I just feel like that position is a black hole for right. usage and fantasy value. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, the moral of the story is don't use that guy at all. Like, even right. if it's, like, Rivers <laughs> or if it's, like, Felton or anybody who's, like, somewhat okay. 
But, How do you yeah. feel about, uh, you know, Jay Crawl's been playing pretty well lately. I think part of that had to do with River's absence. Uh, are, are you on him at all? No, not yeah. really. Uh, he's been, like you said, he had, a, what, that season high on Saturday, I think it was, 22 points. And then J.J. Reddick, too, has been all right. But, yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me. Against, against a bigger team, I mean, they really can't get away with going too small against them. No, even with Vooch out, I think, yeah, yeah. with that front court. Um, and the Magic are tough. I mean, their defense has been great. Their record isn't good, but their yeah. defense has been fine. They just can't score the ball. Um, so that that's just one more reason to kind of be down on the Clippers tonight. It's going to be a slow game, so there aren't a lot of possessions. Um, I just, I'm, I'm kind of off this game entirely almost for yeah. DFS. I can't believe the Magic scored 131 last night. Like, Atlanta should have to run yeah. laps for, like, the next week, man. Yeah, I, was, I thought, you know, uh, Tabo Cephalosha was going to be draped all over Fournier and give him a tough night. Yeah. I thought I thought Millsap matched up well, you know, able to check a Baca from the perimeter, and none of that happened. They yeah. just, they just ran, ran wild last Jody, night. So. Jody Meeks, your boy in, in 30, man. Uh, That's right, had, dropped 20. Game. Yeah, he had a huge game. Uh, are we chasing that or no? I don't think so, not for DFS. I mean, I think in, in a 14-team or deeper season-long league, Keep an eye on him. Um, he's been good, and and Vogel obviously is looking for more uh, consistent play out of his bench. He's he's not giving Rudesh any minutes. He's not giving Hazonia any minutes. So uh, you know, Meeks looks legit like a rotation player. Um, he can shoot lights out from downtown. He'll get you some steals. But for DFS, I you know, it's just kind of boomer bust. Uh, doesn't do enough across the board to really make up for a bad shooting night in case he has one. Yeah, and then are we going to chase Alfred Payton, twenty six and fourteen, both career highs from him last night? Um, I'm not. I do not. I mean, I think that helps him, and maybe. Well, his price is pretty good too, if I remember. Yeah, fifty one. So, but again, the Chris Paul defense. I I, I don't know. I think yeah. that he's going to get chased too hard. So I'm not really feeling him. Yep, between CP3's defense, the fact that he's coming off that huge game and his ownership is probably going to be sky high as a result. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of appeal there. Yep. Uh, Fournier? Fournier's been really, kind of playing really well lately. Yeah, and it helps him that, um, Vooch, yeah. you know, what, say again? That Vooch yeah, is with, out, yeah. Right, with, with Vooch out, his usage goes up. Uh, I feel like with Bob Mute out, um, that's one lockdown defender that he doesn't have to worry about. You know, if they start Paul Pierce, that's night and day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't like this matchup. I'm I'm not going to chase any any of the Magic guys, especially in the second half of a back to back. Yeah, same with Chris Paul. Has been ridiculous lately. Um, what thirty four assists to two turnovers in his last two, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, but he's he's expensive. So I, mean, I don't know. I feel like I'd I'd almost probably rather go Wall. And a more favorable spot for a hundred dollars difference. Like, like you said, this game's going to be a lot slower. Um, two defensive teams. Anything you want to add there? Uh, no. Let's oh. go to the Pacers Heat. Yeah, we got two oh six over under. Another really close game. Indiana's on the front end of a back to back. They were playing tomorrow. Uh, Winslow very doubtful. No Dion Waiters. Luke Babbitt was available to play Monday, but he did not. So DMP CD, I guess. Uh, whatever that means. Um, we all know that the Heat aren't exactly forthcoming with injuries. Uh, Monta's still out. Rodney Stuckey's on the injury report. So they're going to be pretty thin at guard. Um, any way you want to capitalize, uh, we've seen GR3 start. And he should start again. He's had a pretty solid season uh, when he's been called upon. But not someone I, I'm too excited to start. Anybody that catches your eye from this game? No, it's really GR3. is just the... The kind of guy who jumps out, stepping into a bigger role as a starter. Um, for whatever reason, uh, the Pacers just aren't giving C.J. Miles all that many minutes. He was red hot to start the season. Um, you know, I expected him to get mid-20s and, and start lighting it up as soon as his knee was healthy, but just hasn't been there. Even last game with Monte out, he played, I think, just 19 minutes. Um, how do you account for that? you think it's just the fact that GR3 is playing well and Pacers go in a different direction? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you remember in the preseason, they really talked him up, but then he hit a really bad slump while CJ got hot, and they put him on the back burner. So it's, it's kind of weird how, like, it was. They're just alternating in hot streaks. Like, GR3 was hot, Miles was cold and hurt. Miles gets hot, and they push him off. Like, it's just, they've got it kind of figured out. So, yeah, yeah. I, it's. I, I don't hate Miles. Uh, again, he's kind of a. a a sneaky cash guy because if he gets hot, he can kind of make a difference for you, kind of like the way J.R. Smith was for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, um, I think he's, again, I wouldn't trust him. I'd probably rather play GR3, who I'm not too excited to play. 
uh, at 44. Like, I think that that's not like the strongest value. There's other guys yeah. kind of in that neighborhood I'd probably rather go for. Yeah, and yet another tough matchup against Miami. Yeah, um, like I'd, I'd rather play Ubre, who's basically in, in the same spot. Yeah, seems safer. I'm with you. And especially, I mean, you mentioned it, it's a sort of hot hand approach. And if, if GR3 struggles out of the gates, uh, Miles knocks down a couple shots, who knows? I mean, they could, you know, each play 24 minutes. One of them could play 20. You just don't know. There's a lot of risk there. Yeah. And then anybody else on the Miami side, obviously they're really banged up. We've seen Gordon Dragic put up some big numbers. Josh Richardson's back, but hasn't really done anything yet. He's still relatively cheap, I think at, what, 4500 yeah. So tough to play him there. Um, we, I want to see him. I still love Josh Richardson for like season longs and stuff. He's just a little bit, little bit slow out of the gate here. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, another guy. I guess I would consider if you want to fade Boogie, uh, and you're scared of a ma- uh, blowout. But yeah, he's been. Um, I don't know if it's injury related or what, but he hasn't really been himself lately. Um, they, they, he got benched the other day because he didn't have enough energy, so I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not, I probably don't want to play him, but I, I don't hate the idea. Yeah, I'm not against Whiteside. I mean, he's averaging over 40 FanDuel points in his past two games. Um, the Pacers give up the third most rebounds to centers, so that's that's huge for him. I think he's just going to eat up miles on the glass. Um, so yeah, he, he's definitely a play for me at center tonight. Um, he's still under 9,000, so it's not an unreasonable price for him. Uh, Tyler Johnson also, I, I think I'd put on my radar. I wish he was cheaper. I believe he's north of 5,000, which, um, that's a tough spot for him to, to return value, especially cause he's playing point guard. And I think there's just enough, enough solid options there that I might not gamble on him with Josh Richardson back and playing point guard. Yeah, they've they're they're going small a lot. Um, they run that three guard lineup probably more than any team in the NBA right now, uh, and I mean they could they could definitely kind of, uh, I don't know if they can get away with it as much against this team, especially with the size of the average GR three and Paul George. That's that's tall. It's a tall order. Literally. I don't think they have a choice. I mean, you look at that roster. <laughs> right, true. Like, they really can't go that big. Granted, James Johnson's back, which helps a lot. But yeah, what about James? He's expensive though. Like I looked at him and I was like, oh, I like James Johnson a lot tonight. And then I looked at his price and I was like, ah, oh, man, maybe I don't like him that much. Um, yeah, he's almost five grand. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, he played thirty minutes in his first game back, so that's a great sign. I think he's gonna um, play a ton. Say that again. I think he's gonna have to play a ton. So I like if he was like four three. I like him a lot, but if, and I still like him at four nine a little bit. I think he could definitely hit value, and he's going to play minutes. We've seen him put up numbers before with like boards, blocks, and steals. Very good with the peripheral stats. So I, I still like him. I think if you have the money to go up from the Ubres and the yeah. other guys, like I think I think I like it. But I feel like I would probably need that extra G. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. It's uh, one of those where I'd slightly prefer him, but not for that thousand dollar threshold which could bump you up from you know wall to westbrook almost or something like that for sure all right so uh, wayne ellington's been playing a lot very inconsistent like the old shooting guard um magruder's minutes have still been pretty solid surprisingly um but they've had they've had a few days off right i think the the last day they played was what monday so they've they've got some rest maybe richardson gets a few more minutes so like you said i'm not really too excited to play anyone um on the backcourt besides really white side yeah, and I mean, I don't think we've touched on them yet. There are a couple games tonight that I'm like, all I don't usually stack in DFS, but there's a couple games like the one we're about to talk about, Lakers Nets. Yeah, but, uh, there we go. Let's when get... you look at you look at some of these matchups, Clippers Magic, uh, you know, even Pacers Heat. It's like why why risk uh, playing some of these guys when you can roll out some Lakers? Yeah, all right. So let's get to that. You mentioned it. Two twenty nine over under minus one. So I mean. This is just like the perfect kind of a thing if you look at it from the Vegas totals. So I'll let you kick this off, man. What do you? I mean, there's it's. There, I don't see any like clear value play, but there's a lot, a lot of guys I like. This is like a great game to stack for tournaments. Yes, I agree. Um, I look at matchups always to kind of get a baseline, and the Nets are just awful. I mean, in, in terms of they're great to play against. Um, almost every single position there they're the best matchup it's it's ludicrous so yeah there's there's no way to go wrong i mean lou williams is insane over the past two weeks he's averaging almost 30 points his usage rate is 35.8 percent um you almost have to play him i mean he's not cheap but i think he's just too good you're you're at a, a disadvantage if you don't play him 
Um, the Nets are horrible versus point guards, so D'Angelo's on the table. Um, yeah, Julius Randle should have a great matchup. Uh, Trevor Booker's probably one of the Nets' best defenders, but I still like Randle in this matchup. Yeah, you mentioned that they have a 104.1 pace, um, which I think is the fastest. I think the only one team's at 104 in the past like decade or something. Like, it's ridiculous. From a team who was routinely in the bottom five to all of a sudden just running it up like crazy. And then the Lakers, too, are 101.6. That's fourth in the NBA. So not surprisingly, uh, these teams run all over the place. Uh, yeah, like you said, Lou Williams, it's really tough not to play him with how much he's shooting the ball. Uh, I think his minutes will go down, but when you're shooting, getting 30 usage rate, and he's been really efficient lately, around 62 shooting, I want to say, in the last handful of games. Um, yeah, you, you got to like him there. Uh, I like Julius Randle, I think, probably more than you do. Uh, he's 6,400. Um, again, great matchup. He's on the injury report, but it's minor. Um, this is from a fall from a, like a week ago. Uh, I think so. He should be fine. Uh, I think his minutes are going to be there again. A great matchup. Um, yeah. Like uh, Jordan Clarkson is interesting to me just because he's kind of cheap for a guy I expect to play a lot of minutes. Um, but there is another guy who I also like a lot for tournaments, and that's D'Angelo Russell. I think if we kind of get some encouraging news uh, on this team and on his minutes coming up, I think he can really turn in a, a, a kind of a a make-or-break kind of a thing for tournaments uh, at 6000 So he's not too cheap, but the matchup's just so good, uh, especially yeah. if, if he gets the start and everything's uh, all good with him. Um, Brooke Lopez is on the board. we got to make sure he's all clear. No back-to-back, so he should be all right. And then another sneaky guy I like is Trevor Booker uh, at 59. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a, lot of, a lot of names. And even Larry Nance I don't hate. Um, and they, they may yeah. just avoid Mozgov um, because this game's going to be so fast. Yeah, I don't think Mozgov... I mean, the Nets are using Brook Lopez as a stretch five, so you don't want to try to see Mozgov defending the perimeter. Yeah. Um, so I think the Lakers are you know, almost forced to, to play away from him. Um, I'm with you on Booker. I think Booker's great uh, at power forward tonight. Uh, Joe Harris is in, in the discussion. That's my 30-man um, boy. <laughs> oh yeah, I know you got him, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he's cheap enough. Um, he's playing enough minutes off the bench, and this matchup is just ludicrous. Uh, yeah. to, to drive home from the Lakers' perspective, the Nets are the fifth best fantasy team to face from the point guard position. They're fifth best at shooting guard. Uh, they're the best at small forward. They are the second best at power forward. And they are the third best at center. So they are in the top five for all five positions in terms of fantasy value allowed. Um, it's just ridiculous. I, I'm all for stacking Lakers. And that reminds me, the the other $3,900 small forward that I like is Brandon Ingram. Like I think this is a, a great matchup for him, um, especially even if he comes off the bench. Uh, I like him quite a bit, actually, for, especially for a tournament. I, don't think, I think he's kind of under the radar because he's kind of cooled off with the Lakers getting bodies back. Yeah, yeah, two sluggish games. Um, I'm not huge on him tonight, but yeah, he's definitely an interesting guy. They like to put the ball in his hands when he comes off the bench, so um, who knows? I mean, yeah, versus the Nets, he could he could rack it up tonight. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Do you have any love at all for Luol Deng at 4,200? No, I don't think so. I think with them getting bodies back, I mean, with, with Young back, I think he takes kind of the biggest hit. We saw him play, played really well in their last game with, with, 15, with 16 points, 4-4, four and four and two steals. So I expect yeah. him to take a little bit of a hit um, with Russell and Young taking minutes from more so him than a guy like Ingram, who they've, they've said multiple times they want to play him more. So uh, I think this is a great chance for him and a really good matchup. Yeah, I'd actually... Deng's only 300 more than Ingram, and I honestly, I think I might go Deng tonight uh, ahead of Ingram. He's, he's got three strong games in a row with at least 20 FanDuel points. He's coming off a... Uh, he had uh, 22 points and five boards the game before the one you just mentioned. Um, yeah, I think as long as he you know, flirts with 25-plus minutes, I think he's a decent low-end small forward tonight. Sure, great great matchup for sure. All right, so we'll move on to this game's interesting. Uh, we got Cleveland at Memphis. We got a rematch, minus 7, 192 over-under. That's one of the lows <laughs> of the night. I think it may be the low. Um, and so we've got, you probably heard by now, no LeBron, no Love, no Kyrie. Kyrie resting two games in a row. Uh, we saw J.R. Smith kind of fire away, really crushed at minimum price. He's minimum price again. Um, so Ryan and I were talking before. We we like J.R. Smith a lot, but we really want to make sure he's okay. Obviously, him traveling is a great sign. 
But considering how much he's played, he played 34 minutes, he missed two games, he had a lot of knee soreness, he's had surgery on this knee before. Just a little, I want to kind of get the little push to, to play him. Like, I want to make sure he's okay. So this game's at 6 or 8 Eastern time. Uh, so, like, obviously you got to play him if you get the all clear, but if you're going to play JR, make sure that he's he's all good. Um, but again, he's if, if he is all good, he's like must play. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd almost be tempted to kind of lean toward him in an express league or one of the you know late night or whichever one they they call it that the Cavs game is in, yeah. um, just for that very reason. So we know that he's locked into the starting lineup. He's fine. Uh, I'm with you. I think you know the Cavs didn't even have the big three travel. So I think if Smith were in danger of sitting out, they wouldn't have bothered to bring him uh, on the trip to Memphis. But um, some risk there, but he's also he's, he's as cheap as they come. He's thirty five hundred tonight. Uh, the ball's going to be his hands a lot. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, he, he's played two minutes all season without the Cavs' big three on the court. So who, who knows? Um, but you got to think the ball's going to be his hands a lot. He's going to be um, you know setting up the offense. So yeah, at, at thirty five hundred, I, I think he's going to be in most of my lineups. Yeah, and then also, so you look at the garbage time guys, and pretty much their go-to garbage time lineup-ish was Felder, McRae, uh, Liggins, and then a combination of Richard Jefferson and James Jones, and then Birdman at the five. Uh, and then also it's worth mentioning that Tristan Thompson played straight five, and he also doesn't really get a big usage bump when those guys are out, from what I can tell. So, like, I think that... People on the surface are like, oh, Tristan Thompson should be money. All those guys are sitting out. But, like, I think he gets a little bit of a bump, but it's not someone I'm, like, excited to play at 5,000. Like, I almost think JV is a, a better buy at 53. Um, but, I mean, um, I think Thompson probably has the higher floor, I guess, because we've seen JV kind of fall apart at times. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you thought? Any, any of those garbage time guys strike you as someone who could kind of be a difference maker? We've seen Jordan McRae have really high usage at times, so I'm sure. Before. Yes, yeah. Um, McRae and Birdman have played the most minutes without the big three on the court this season, but that's not saying much because right. the Cavs have 88 minutes the entire season without those three guys on the court. So uh, very small sample size, tough to say. Um, but in those minutes, McRae, Felder, and Shumpert all have usage rates north of 25%. Um, you know, the Cavs are just desperate for ball handling without Kyrie and LeBron on the court. Um, so I, I'd be interested. If they start Kay Felder tonight, I think he's an intriguing punt play. Um, Shumpert is also an intriguing punt. Um, McRae is an intriguing punt. The matchup is just terrible. I don't, you know, the Grizzlies are tough at every position. Um, and you, you touched on Tristan. Memphis is the worst matchup for centers in FanDuel. Um, they also, you know, you're talking about a guy who thrives off easy buckets set up for him by LeBron, set up by Kyrie. So unless he gets a lot of cheap rebounds and putbacks, which I don't think will happen against the Grizzlies front court, um, it's going to be a rough night for him. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like you'd think that this game would be super appealing with, really with, <laughs> with those three guys out, but it's really not. Besides Jr. and like I, I like Felder, and he's my boy. I love. Well, he's like one of my favorite rookies to watch. But like, if he gets the start, I think I'm down. Uh, I think I think I roll him out there because uh, I think he's going to play a lot, and they they want to see what he has. So this kind of could be like a showcase kind of a game for him. So I like him. But besides that, like I don't really like. You have to fade Harden to go because you're going to play Jr. And, like, Liggins isn't really a high-usage guy anyways, so there's just not really a lot of appeal for any of these yeah. guys. Like, James Jones, um, obviously Richard Jefferson's not a high-usage guy either. What about Channing Fry? Uh, I think he's kind of on the board. It's, he's probably, like, my number three or four cab I like. Um, in the space of the floor, I expect him to get more shots. So, at 36, yeah. I think he's all right, even though it's not the greatest matchup. Yeah, he's okay. I, I guess I would sum up my approach to this game by saying, um, oh, sorry, I just noticed Fry was a power forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I put him in consideration. But basically, I wouldn't be playing a lot of these guys in cash games. But if you're talking about a, a tournament, I might take, like, a stars and calves approach and just, <laughs> you know, play play some of these cheap guys like Felder, um, McRae, Shumpert, hope that a couple of them go off and give you great value at 3500 uh, and then get as many studs in that lineup as I can. All right, what about Memphis side? Anybody kind of come to mind there? I think Jermichael Green's got a really good matchup. They're going to have someone small on him for sure. So yeah. I think they can kind of pound him inside, and he kind of had a down game last night. So I like him kind of as a sneaky bounce-back play. Um, 
I mean, Tony Allen, I'm a little scared to play Tony Allen on the road, so I wouldn't really trust him. But if he sits, I think that puts guys like Troy Daniels and Troy Williams and those guys on the board, especially more so Daniels. Um, but yeah, Andrew Harrison, I'm not really feeling tonight, who's been better. Uh, especially he had three blocks the other night, and he's been pretty good. So any any Memphis guys and Gasol too, who should be back and rested at home, should be all yep. good. That's what I was going to mention. Uh, Green is pretty nice, but I also I, I really like Gasol. Um, he's had forty Fanduel points minimum in six consecutive games. Uh, usage rate almost at thirty percent, which is sky high for him. Um, he's just kind of the the be all end all for the Grizzlies offense right now. And I like him. I mean, he's $200 more than Whiteside, and I, I think I'd go with Gasol just because he's so consistent these days. Yeah, and he's healthy, and he's rested. Yeah, so, yeah and like he's going to be yeah, playing a gutted team. I think it's going to be a great game for him. Yeah, I definitely like him over Whiteside myself. Uh, all right, we'll move on. And also injuries I uh, didn't mention, um, which I'm sure you guys know. Deontay Davis hurt his foot last night. So that's also another kind of bonus for Jermichael. Um, and then Gasol's back on the rest. Conley's out. Parsons is out. Ennis is out. Wright's out. So we all we all know this from the the nasty nine days. Um, okay. And also, just uh, one thing I wanted to add too is guys that have played point guard minutes, which I didn't mention. Uh, we kind of pretty much hit it. It was McRae, Liggins, Shumpert, and Felder. So those are the guys you're gonna look to pick up the minutes, which we've covered already. All right. So we got Sacramento at Houston minus nine and a half, two eighteen over under. Rudy Gay had a hip flexor injury. He had a hip flexor injury back in 2009. That was to his other hip, which cost him about two weeks, including a dunk contest, uh, Rudy Gay dunk contest. Uh, and then Ben McLemore's <laughs> also doubtful. Matt Barnes rested. He should be back, but given his legal trouble, you really can't roll him out in a game that doesn't start right away. The Kings keep it very close to the vest with their starting lineups. Uh, we don't usually get the official lineups until like right at tip, so you really can't roll Barnes. Um, and really probably one of the best value plays tonight, assuming Gay's out. It would be Omri Caspi, who I really wish was a small forward. But uh, power forward, I still think you got to play him at 4-4. And then, man, it, when Boogie and Harden are going at each other, man, even with the big spread at 9.5, uh, it's tough to avoid that stack. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, especially on Caspi. Um, I think he's great. A lot of the Kings writers and fans, I'm sure, have just been pining for him to play more minutes. He was completely out of the rotation um, to start the season. And, yeah, we're seeing he's playing great for a Kings team that, that really needs production. Um, especially with Gay out at 4,400, I think he's almost a must-start. Um, DeMarcus, with Rudy Gay off the court, his usage rate goes from whatever it is already to 42%. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be an absolute monster, um, especially in this fast-paced, you know, shootout-style sort of game. Uh, so he's, he's a terrific stud to target, uh, as is Harden. I mean... Both of those guys, as you said, it's going to be fun watching them go at each other. Yeah. Um, I'd also say Beverly's on, on the table for me. Uh, he's been really good lately. The only caveat is that his price has jumped. So he's at 5400 which um, kind of takes the shine off him. But he, he's still in play. It's a great matchup. Too much for me, 54. At like 48, yeah. I'd like him a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's all peripheral stats. I mean, you're looking at... Um, I saw ESPN was talking about him, and he has a higher offensive rebounding rate than like Chris Stapps Porzingis and like a lot of other bigs, which is crazy <laughs> how hard he hits the glass. Um, but yeah, uh, besides those guys we talked about, I'm not too strong on anybody else. Um, I mean, Eric Gordon's always an option. We've seen the Kings kind of have some bad games, so I don't hate him if you want to add some extra stacks to that. 5300 is pretty solid. So, yeah. but again, it's tough to play him over Jr. Like. Yeah, I don't like Gordon at all. He's basically the opposite of Beverly. Like, you just said Beverly's all supporting stats. Gordon's all points. He does virtually nothing else. So there was a game recently he scored 18 points or something, um, and he got 18 FanDuel points. Like, how is that (laughs) possible? Uh, So, yeah, just not enough upside. Yeah, like, it's just, I was just trying to say it's hard to stack, like, this game. Just roll with those three and hope those three guys blow up. Uh, What about, actually, Darren Collison's been better. I don't hate yeah, him either. Good. I don't know. Six thousand. He just doesn't throw me. I feel like yeah. he's always he's consistent. He's in the mid twenties. Yeah, he scored at least twenty Fanduel points and no more than twenty seven in like ten straight. Um, there's just yeah, I like guys who can explode. Uh, at least have the potential, and especially in this matchup versus Beverly, I'm I'm off him. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anyone else to to roll out besides those guys. 
All right, so... We'll, I don't really like Risa, so... Yeah, exactly. I don't really like Risa either. Uh, okay, so we'll move on to Detroit at Dallas. Uh, a lot of injuries on the Dallas side with the front court. Dirk, they're talking about possible season-ending injury for him. Uh, Bogut's out, so we'll see Salah Medjury in the starting lineup. Uh, we'll see a little bit of Dwight Powell. Man, Mr. DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's been really, really good. And his price is no longer minimum, unfortunately. So what are I mean? What are we doing here with uh, against a good defense? I think Detroit's third defensive rating, so tough matchup yeah. for them. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of value on the Dallas side. West Matthews is fuego right now. So yeah. what are we? Well, anybody you like here in this one? And then also KCP should be back, by the way. Yeah, uh, Matthews is hot right now. You, you mentioned that it's just a terrible matchup. This game is the lowest over-under of the night. It's at 189.5 currently. Um, it's just going to be sloppy. Uh, I don't think you can play a measure, even though he's going to start. He's up against Drummond. Um, very tough matchup. Uh, I guess, you know, Drummond's on the table, but we've already discussed a few centers and Gasol, Cousins, uh, a couple cheaper guys who I who I would like more, so I'm probably not going to jump on that. Um just not a lot to like here. The, the matchup's terrible. It's going to be, you know, tough both ways for both teams. So um, Matthews is okay, but I think there's so many cheap shooting guards. I mean, we just mentioned all those Cavaliers. Uh, Lou Williams, if you want to pay for Harden. Uh, it's just not a lot of incentive to get Matthews, especially since his price is up to almost 6000 Um Yeah, I don't know. Who, who, if anyone, would you, you know, reach for in this game? Dwight Powell. That's pretty much where I'm at. It's the only guy I really had on my list. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of minutes, um, especially with the measure foul trouble possibility. Like, I think it's a sneaky spot for Powell, who's been disappointing, I guess, since he kind of had the uptick with uh, we're going to play Dwight Powell more last week. So yeah. um, sneaky play, like 4,300. It should be pretty easy for him to hit value, especially if Measury uh, hits, hits, uh, hits some foul trouble. Yeah, I would go with Powell over Finney Smith tonight. They're the exact same price. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I think Powell's probably the safer pick, even though he's not playing as many minutes as DFS. Yeah, I'm not really feeling Finney Smith at uh, small forward, even though there's like I'd, I'd rather play Uber again or Dang. What Dang's the same exact price, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Hundred dollars cheaper for Luol Dang. So yeah. Uh, all right, we'll move on. We're way past our our allotted time. Uh, all right, so we got OKC on the back to back. Got blown out last night. Uh, Westbrook didn't play down the stretch. Uh, Rodney Hood's questionable with that nagging hamstring injury. XM's questionable. Derek Favors is back with a minutes cap. Uh, and then Oladipo, we probably won't get anything official, but he had a wrist brace on when he was just sitting on the sidelines watching the game, So and he got ruled out early, so I would be inclined to think he's not going to play. So that puts up for... Um, Jeremy Grant, who was really disappointing last night, and then Anthony Morrow should also. They, they probably need to space that defense out. So I would probably start Morrow. Um, but again, like there's too much value to position. So uh, I guess we'll lead with the, the important question always. Uh, what are you doing with Russell Westbrook? Uh, and then I guess how does he fit in with you for the big guys with Boogie and Harden? Uh, I'll just yeah. say I'll just say he's firmly number three for me. Like he's probably the most I want to fade him like ever. Um, what, what do you feel about that? Uh, I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, every time I say this, he, he explodes. <laughs> um, so take that for what it's worth. But yeah, I think among the guys who cost the most tonight, uh, there's a huge leap from John Wall at 9,700. And then LeBron's out. Suddenly you got DeMarcus at 11,500. So there's almost 2,000 difference between Wall and the top three guys and uh, DeMarcus, Harden, and Westbrook. Um, and I'm with you. I think Westbrook's number three. The Jazz are the number one toughest t- uh, team against point guards this season, so that's already a huge reason to avoid him. Um, and he costs 300 more than Harden, 500 more than Demarcus, and I just love that matchup of Rockets Kings. So I'd, I'd much rather get on those guys than than Westbrook tonight. Yeah, so much value at point guard, um, and then having that ability to stack those two guys together really makes it uh, kind of an easy case for me. Obviously, it's Westbrook, so I'm not saying like. I think it's a dumb idea to play Westbrook. It's never a dumb idea to play Westbrook. But I just think that the way I want to put my lamps together, I'd rather kind of spend a little bit cheaper there. Um, Just kind of one tangent I want to go on is just how crazy Westbrook's usage has been in clutch situations. Uh, So last five minutes of a a five-point differential game, you want to take a guess on on how high his usage is? 
Uh, 57%. Pretty close. 61.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to round this out, James Harden's at 52. Uh, Embiid's at 51. Isaiah Thomas at uh, 47. Lillard's 44. Uh, Boogie's at 44 as well, so a little uptick for him. Um, Do you happen to have Westbrook's... Uh... Uh, effective field goal percentage or anything about his efficiency in those in situations? Um, I, I, I feel like he's been phenomenal. I don't have it. I could get it. All right, so he is on the, the clutch 5-5. Five and five. 52 shooting. That's not very good. Um, and then if you go last 30 seconds, which is only a half a minute, um, 38.8 true shooting. It's a super tiny, small sample size, so... Um, yeah, he's not that efficient, but I mean, that's just a ridiculous amount uh, of total usage. All right, so any, I mean, anybody else like um, Cantor was really bad last night. Um, revenge game, by the way. We almost forgot. <laughs> I cannot believe I almost forgot this. Cantor had the. What did he say? He was like, "Oh yeah, um, the only thing I really miss are the mountain views about Utah or something oh, like uh, that." Yeah, when he when he got stripped out of there, so. Um, do, do we do the NSK? He's going to get booed the whole time. I mean, it should be pretty fun. What, what are your... I, yeah, I just don't trust him all that much game to game. Um, you never quite know how many minutes he's going to play. Um, although, you know, the matchup seems to favor him. He tends to do better against uh, bigger teams as opposed to sort of fast-paced run-and-gun teams. Um, but yeah, just too much risk there for me. Yeah, um, oh, I kind of like kind of like but the tough... Tough matchup with Robertson, um, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm start. I'm starting to feel it now. I'm starting to feel the canter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, th- I think I like him more than J. Mike uh, at four hundred dollars cheaper. Canter is cheaper. Um, yeah. Uh, Tournament wise, man, that's a, like that's a sh- that's a solid narrative. Like you know, he's saying to Donovan, like, give me minutes, man. I, I want to get out there. So and he would play in garbage time too. Uh, if yeah. OKC comes out flat, so I think he can fill up the stats. I mean, he had the the one someone I forget who it was. Uh, he tweeted out like his stat lines, like, "Oh yeah, that's why you guys like lost or something like that." Can't remember the. This is like a, this is like two three years ago, man. There's a lot of bad blood here. So yeah. if you like narratives, this this is your boy right here. He's he's probably the king narrative tonight for the revenge <laughs> game. So he could burn you, but uh, if you, if you live and die by narratives, uh, your Cantor's a must play for you. Um, all right. Anybody else? Uh, Rudy Gobert's been ridiculous, so we got to yeah. talk about him really quick. Um, where does he fit? Tough, tough slate for him. Uh, Steven Adams is pretty good, but I mean, with Boogie on the slate, I feel like I should be more excited about him, but I'm not. Um, so, where does he fit in the mix for you on this one? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, four straight awesome games. Uh, so I feel like he's going to have probably some pretty high ownership rates, despite all the other appealing options. Um, it's just tough. The matchup's not great, but we're finally seeing him. He's scoring the ball more than he ever has in his career, basically. They had two back-to-back 20-point games. Um, he's blocking shots at a ridiculous rate. So he's, he's an okay play. He's, he's in play for me. Um, so is Hayward, I would say. He's averaging 40 FanDuel points over his past probably eight games. So um, that's more than 5x value for him tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, Hayward and Gobert, I think, are both in play for the Jazz, and that might be it. I'm not high on Mac or anyone else like that. I like Mac a little bit if Exum's out because he's going to have to play a lot with Hill already out. So I think at 4,000. Oh, sorry, I didn't even know Exum was out tonight. No, he's questionable. So we, oh, okay. we won't know for sure. But um, Yeah, that, that would change the equation. Yeah, for sure. Like, if Exum's a no-go, then I would probably dial him up. Um, he's probably the best guy, 4,000 and under, like more than uh, the other guys we were talking about. Um, so I like uh, I like I like Gordon a lot. Uh, I think spending up at small forward makes a lot of sense for me. Um, yeah. So, like you said, he's just so solid. And this one more thing. Uh, Rudy Gobert is leading the league in true shooting, effective field goal percentage, and field goal percentage. Like that guy is just so efficient. Jeez. He's he is point zero one behind DeAndre Jordan for pick and roll roll man efficiency for points per possession. Just awesome season from him, man. Like defensive player of the year. He's in the running for most improved player of the year. Uh, actually, let me ask you a super quick question. Everyone's talking about like Giannis is uh, the most improved player. Like I don't think he is at all. Like he wouldn't even be in my top ten. 
Yeah, well, we had already seen him doing what he's doing yeah. after the All-Star break last year, so that's the case. It's like, you know, is he that improved, or is he just, you know, getting a, a season-long opportunity that we already saw for half right. a season? So, right. yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it, it meets the criteria. Yeah, same here. All right, so we'll move on to the last game. Boston at San Antonio, minus 7.5, 199 over-under. San Antonio on the front end of a back-to-back. No pizza guy that does Isaiah Thomas, the uninitiated. Um, getting closer though. So Marcus Smart's price is pretty decent. Um, it it kind of was coming up and it's leveled off. Uh, I kind of like this matchup for him. So I think he's on the board for me. Um, Terry Rozier is another guy to consider uh, at forty three. Um, like I said, I'd rather have Mac or somebody along those lines. But uh, I'm definitely cool with either one of them. Um, but after that, uh, I also like Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi's really the only guy. Like Kawhi and Gordon, I almost I like them both. Pretty much the same. And then Paul George I like a lot too. So really, any of those three, like if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Kawhi 1, Gordon 2, George 3. But it's really close. Like I feel like I want to play two of those guys tonight. Mm, I think I'd I'd actually probably take Hayward over Kawhi by a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just I I don't know. I feel like Jay Crowder's a... One of the tougher matchups at small forward, um, and but the Celtics, I'm kind of off entirely. The the Spurs are brutal. They're bottom seven in fantasy matchup for every single position. Uh, just not a lot of upside there for even a guy like Smart. I don't think. Although he's more appealing in points leagues and DFS than he is in Roto, so right. um, that works in his favor. But yeah, you mentioned it. Like like Mac, especially if Exum's out, uh, which I wasn't you know aware that he might be. He's um, pretty much probable. Like I think I'm pretty sure okay. he's going to play. Yeah. So just to make that clear. Gotcha. Sure in any case, um, you know, I'd probably rather pay up for Lowry and then go with someone like Tyler Johnson or D'Angelo than uh, than get on smart tonight. Oh, and actually, since we've talked, uh, since we started the pod, he is going to play. So there you go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and also Rodney Hood, too. So they're all, the Jazz are like the healthiest they've been in a long time. Uh, obviously still no George Hill, but so yeah, yeah. Um, scrap, the, scrap the Mac and all that stuff. All right. Yeah. Man, we went on a long pod. Usually, uh, yeah, we're, we're usually wrapped up like 33 minutes, but we're way over. All right, so where are we looking for point guards? Um, the point guards so tough right now. Um, so I almost almost want to spend up here, but I, I kind of feel like you don't if you want to play hard and buggy. Anybody that uh, and then Kemba, I like at seven four. I think if you're going to go mid level, uh, I like Smart. Um, I don't hate um, Rozier. Anybody that you, you see value wise, and then like I said, like D'Angelo and Jordan Clarkson. Um, Jordan Clarkson the yeah. is really nice. If they start Kay Felder tonight, uh, he'd definitely yep. be an intriguing punt play. He's got to be thirty five hundred, right? Yeah, he is. Um, and then Kyle Lowry against the Sixers, I, it's tough for me to fade him, even though you know blow up potential. But the Sixers are playing better, and who knows if they stay, you know, within firing range, Lowry could have a huge night. Yeah. Anybody, uh, Alfred? No, we're not ready. We're not ready to do the Alfred yet. No, against the Clippers, I'm not loving that. Yeah, uh, I don't think Corey Joseph would get all the garbage time run. If you want to think that's a blowout, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, Felton. What What about if uh, Felder's out? Who else? I mean, are you with me on Clarkson at all? Just because that matchup's so good, like he has, he has the ability to go off. Uh, he does. Yeah, I'm not. I can't get into Clarkson. Uh, yeah. He's just been too inconsistent lately. It is a terrific matchup, so I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Um, I just haven't loved what I've seen from him lately. Yeah. All right. So we'll on. what about one one more guy? What, how do you feel about Drogic tonight? He's uh, 7400, so yeah. he's the same as Walker. He's got a pretty good matchup against the Pacers, uh, and he's been hot lately. Really, really good. So. Yeah, I know Kemba's bad on the road, but I don't know. I feel like Kemba has more ability to kind of go off, especially with Miami kind of getting a lot of guys back. Drogic isn't really a too high usage guy, so. Um, I, I think that if you went cash, I probably would go Dragic, but I think Kemba kind of has a, a difference-making kind of a potential for a guy who we've seen get really hot, but he's cooled off. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much a cash-first tournament thing for me. Um, so, yeah. Harden and then J.R. Smith is pretty much locked and loaded. And then, I mean, I don't even know who else I would play. Uh, oh, Lou Williams, yeah. So that's pretty much where I'm at, man. I mean, it's not really too complicated tonight. It'd be simple. Yeah. Anybody want to add? Uh, no, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, Kilpatrick at 53 is all right, but 
the Lynn factor scares me a little bit, so I want to see his price come down a little bit. Uh, who else did we forget? Oh, a lot Ryan. of those Cavaliers. I mean, all the Cavaliers, basically. You got yeah. Smith, Shumpert, McCray, uh, all sort of fit the bill. Yeah. And then, yeah, Shumpert, too. So, like, you could fade Harden if you wanted to uh, and then go that way. And I also like Bradley Beal, too. His price hasn't come up, and I think he can kind of go off. Um, I don't expect the, they'll probably put Batum on him, not MKG. Um, small forward, like we said, I kind of want to spend up here, but if I did want to spend down, we like Dang, we like Ingram, we like Ubre. Uh, who else are we forgetting? Uh, yeah, I mean Hayward if you're spending yeah, up. Uh, right. GR3 possibly. Um, James Johnson. Covington's pretty cheap at 47, but it's such a gamble. Mm. <laughs> Risk. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, Rondé's minutes are down. Not any, anybody else. Pretty much, like I said, I'd rather, I'd rather spend up. Like, go semi-cheap at point guard, get Harden in there, Boogie, you should be able to get those guys in there. So, yeah. we'll punt at, punt, punt at power forward, most likely. Um, Omri and Fry make a lot of sense. Um, I don't, and like I said, Dwight Powell, too. So, probably Dwight Powell and Omri Caspi are probably where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I like them. Um, Julius Randle's good. I don't, I don't yeah, know if you mentioned him as someone you might pay up for. Yeah, I think if you fade uh, Harden, you got there's it opens up a lot of doors for you. Like yeah. you can go. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a fading the stars kind of a night because there's not too much value at the front court positions. Besides those two guys we just said, the, right? There's like not not too much, but. Uh, all right, so center, like we said, we like Boogie. We like the process, as always. Uh, Valachunas, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I'm into Marcus Gasol. He's been yeah, super yeah. safe lately. I think he's going to have a you know good good matchup at home against the gutted Cavs team tonight. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that might be. I think you almost have to pay up. I don't see too many like super cheap guys. I feel like at, at most positions, there's there's a really cheap guy who you could plug in as a punt. Yeah, I, think uh, be I don't Bion- really see any at center. I think Biombo at 44 is really the only guy I consider if Gooch doesn't play. Yeah, uh, Metri against Drummond, that's too too brutal of a matchup. Can't do it. He's 39. So if he was 35, I'd maybe think of that anymore. Yeah, so anything else you want to add here? We uh, went way overboard. No, I think we should do our listeners a favor and wrap it up. Yeah, sounds good. So you guys have a great night. Uh, keep it locked on Roto World for all the updates. Ryan and I will be recapping the games tonight, so excited for that. Alright, have a great night. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. See you, Mike. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.